Beards for Radio. Quarantine edition of Beards for Radio. This is Joe. This is Sasha. And pretty much things are, as much as things have changed, things have changed, stayed the same. Uh, We are still dealing with the effects of COVID on sports, on our entertainment. We have gotten a little bit of a breath of fresh air back to reality. Uh, What we used to know as normal, we've gotten some baseball, uh, some soccer, some basketball. The NBA is back. The WNBA is back. Important to remember them. And uh, we're also going to be discussing some Marvel Phase 4 news about Disney+. And uh, some concerns about the upcoming football season if there should be one. So, Sasha, we'll just uh, dive right in with whatever you want to start talking about, my man. I mean, uh, let's talk about the billion-dollar bubble, the NBA billion-dollar bubble. I mean, like, the NBA is shelling out some loot to give us, you know, uh, you know, uh, an inkling of a season, but at the end of the, at the end of it, it's gonna be worth it. You know, what I'm saying they had record low uh, uh, viewership. You know, first night it's out. Um, mm-hmm. I, I I couldn't tell you if it's because you know people are just aren't interested or they're waiting for the playoffs or a lot of people are like, hey, they're kneeling. I'm not watching it. Like a lot of people yeah. are being, you know, uh, protesting sports that kneel. Um, I don't know what it is, man. I've been watching it. You know, I I I, yeah. I went I went out and got a uh NBA League Pass uh, channel on my Prime so so I can watch it. I'm not getting all the show the uh, the uh, the games I want to see, but I'm getting games. You know, what I'm saying, thank God, I'm yeah. getting something. You know, I'm sick of putting on ESPN and watching cornhole tournaments. So. <laughs> You know, I'll, I'll take this with a grain of salt. I'm, I'm very happy for it. Um, I think the viewerships will pick up in the playoffs because I think everybody kind of knew, yeah. you know, where th- th- this was headed. Everyone knew, you know, it, you know, it was kind of a fight for eighth spot in, 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 in a sense of speaking. You know what I'm saying? And like a lot of people really don't care about, you know, the spots after four and five. You know, so right. I think um, I think the viewerships will go up after um, the season's done. Uh, once playoffs started up, I think it's just gonna, it's gonna. I don't know. I, th- I think it'll pick up. I really do. Yeah, a lot of people were interested interested to see if it would get started in the bubble. You know, the uh, the resumption of the season. I think that gave them a bit of an advantage. The fact that they weren't starting a fresh season, they were picking up where they left off. So they didn't have to bring every single team with them. They could cut it off at a certain point. You know, teams that aren't going to make a run at the playoffs just don't even bother showing up because there's nothing you can do except give everybody else coronavirus. So just stay stay back. We're going to take all the, the serious, the big boys with us. And, you know, so I think they had an advantage there. They have an advantage with the sizes of the rosters, you know. Right. And to this point, knock on wood, the bubble is working, you know, consistent weeks where every player gets tested and nobody comes back positive. That's a huge win in and of itself. The fact that nobody like an outbreak hasn't happened already. We've seen outbreaks and postponements in the MLB season. That's only a couple weeks old. Right. Uh, first day, seen, yeah. I mean, it was first day too. Yeah. Already we've seen a few teams in, in major league baseball, have to be put on hold, you know. So the NBA, they are doing it. 
they're probably the only league that could do it just based off of roster size and the fact that they were resuming a season. The NHL is doing it as well, um, and they're doing it in multiple bubbles. You know, they got one bubble on one side of the country, one on the other side, so they they can split it off a little bit. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm like you. I've been watching basketball wherever I can, even the teams I don't care about. Like yesterday, I just got lost in uh, Boston versus Portland. That, that was a great game. Uh, Boston, they've got some dangerous pieces, not just Jason Tatum and Gordon Hayward, but Jalen Brown can do it. Uh, Marcus Smart, you know, he's, he's one of our guys. He's, he's kind of like an Izzo-type player. I really mm-hmm. admire the style he plays with. Um, there are a few players. Uh, I'm drawing a blank on some of the other ones. But Boston, they've got, they've got a chance to put it together. Of course, they just ran into the heat today, and the heat, uh, your boy Duncan Robinson was just going off. He, he – he just has some of those games where he can't miss, but I've been watching here and there where I can, you know, I'm, I'm still working and, you know, trying to live life to whatever degree we can live life right now. But right, um, it's a bummer. Cause I, I was keeping up with all the Grizzlies games and uh, Jaron Jackson was just playing phenomenally uh, Torres meniscus. He's officially done for the season. Um, that's, that's a huge bummer. Cause he was putting up some numbers offensively. Um, you said before we started recording that he looks like he beefed up a little bit, but that's a shame. And it, it's going to make it harder for, uh, for the Grizzlies to sneak into the playoffs with the eight seed. Yeah, absolutely. I think John Moran, um, is a stunning player, but he hasn't been really showing me too much of what he left off with, you know, before the, yeah. uh, the whole, you know, shutdown, which is, which is cool because some people, they, they just need to knock the rust off. You got those players that, you know, you know, in the first two quarters, they do whatever in the third and fourth, you're like, man, they're just playing with like a new fire in their belly. So, yeah. you know, may, maybe that might happen for them, but w- what I really like about this whole bubble thing, um, I, I feel like it's, a full, a full, a full stadium. You know what I'm saying? They're yeah. piping in the music. They have, you know, they, they kind of have tighter, tighter camera shots where they have just the, um, you know, the, uh, uh, the TV screens or the screens of the it, people are sitting at home and they're kind feel of cavernous. Like if they were playing in a real empty stadium. Right. Right. So it's like, you know, I noticed that when, when, um, when the premier league first came back soccer, um, overseas, they did the same thing. They had tighter cuts. They piped in crowd uh, crowd noise, and I, I I felt like I was actually watching, you know, a stadium full of people game. You know what I'm saying? So like I I've, yeah. I've, I've been pleasantly surprised what the NBA has been doing. Um, um, I don't I don't mind I don't mind any of the the social justice awareness things on the back. I think it's really cool to be honest yeah. with you. I don't think a lot of them are in, in poor taste. Um, I like no. the fact that s- some of the European players are my bad. Some of the ethnic players, the foreign players are taking the names that are on the list and putting it in their, you know, language in on the back. Language. You know, I, th- yeah. I thought that, I thought that was, that was incredibly, you know, kind of ingenious on on their end because you know it, it this this matter what's going on in america is just an american thing man you know what i'm saying like racism just does not inequality does not just exist in america dude it's around the world and you yeah. know and and those matter what color you are you know there's injustices everywhere so mm-hmm. i think i think these and these foreign players also come into that you know kind of it, it, it kind of helps spread the message 
you know, worldly because they have fans from their neck of the woods and their corner of the uh, the earth, you know. Yeah, so the NBA is one of the most well integrated professional sports leagues out there. Right. You know, just look at the stars like Luca and uh, Porzingis. They're on the same team. Um, you know, obviously the best player might be Giannis Antetokounmpo, who's from Greece. You know, even if you look locally, you know, we got Sekou Dumboya, you know, so it's, it's one of the most well-integrated one. I, th- I think that was also a good move to, to let them do it in their native language. Um, the only thing I'll say about, about having the, uh, the slogans and the, the mantras on the back of the Jersey, it's really cool, but there are times where like, I don't recognize a player by their face or number. I'm like, who is that? Oh, that's, that's justice. Or I don't that's know. equality. That's equality. Right. Right. <laughs> exactly. I, got, I got you. I got you. That's the only time where I'm like, ah, I've, I have no idea who this is. <laughs> right. But other than that, man, the NBA's I've, I've enjoyed the, the return. Um, yeah. I enjoy I p- people like TJ Warren coming out of nowhere and averaging 30 points a game <laughs> since the restart. That's awesome. You know, you knew somebody was going to come out of the woodworks. Uh, I love seeing the Nuggets trot out Bol Bol and uh, Nikola Jokic, who's who really took quarantine seriously and is just a totally different specimen now than he was before. Right. Um, yeah. So it's, it's cool seeing those players come out of the woodworks. But yeah, TJ Warren with the first fifty pointer of the of the new season or the resumed season, I should say. He dropped. Uh, what was it? 53 it was 53 you dropped and that and that, that's impressive yeah, i mean 53 that, on philly right and that same and that same i think uh and and the pacers are three and oh in the bubble right with wins over philly washington and orlando and, and then um you know that same i think that same day lowry grabbed like 18 boards yeah so it's just like it's crazy you know i you know i, I enjoy it i think these guys have been itching to get back you know on the court Houston um, has been playing really well. Right. Houston's been playing really well. And you know what the crazy thing is? I've been seeing James Harden playing some defense lately. I've seen him with some, yeah. some nice big pocket steals. And, boy, he was giving some nice passes to – um. God, I can't think of his name. It's going to kill me now. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I can't think of his name. I, 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 I've seen his face. But he was giving some slick passes. It's like, yeah. you know, where James Harden's been? He's, he kind of looks like he's losing his hairline a little bit. Kind of looking like he's uh, getting a George Jefferson up top, but man, <laughs> you know, you know, I, I don't, I don't know if you know he just kind of did his own thing, but he just looks like he looks like a he's just like a dad out there, and he's just playing slick ball. It's like, hmm, James Harden's been a little bit surprising to me. He really has. He's been looking, yeah. looking to play kind of more of a team ball. You know, maybe he's starting to realize what I said earlier that he has Russell. He has yeah. a good facilitator in Russell. He doesn't need to have the ball in his hands for, you know, 18 seconds. And then the last six seconds, you know, is just, you know, some kind right. of craziness. Hunt, and hunting for fouls. Right. Hunting for fouls. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And I'm not a big fan of the whole, you know, watching uh, 30 free throw attempts a game. I think it's trash no. because some of the stuff, some of the fouls I saw on him the other day, I was like, where? Where? And then some of them are, you know, you know, Rightfully so, give it to him. He got body, cool. Yeah. But some of the stuff, like he came down and stepped on somebody's foot, twisted his ankle, and got the and then got the foul from. Him. Like, what, you know, like what are you guys looking at? You know, what I'm saying if you guys can challenge stuff, you guys need to start challenging more things because, well, yeah. I'll tell you, some of the stuff I I, I do like the challenge. I do like the challenge. I, I was gonna say that that added element is great, and as long as there's basketball, there's gonna be 
you know, calls that we're all sitting at home like, what are you looking at? You know? Right, um, yeah, exactly. I, yeah, the challenge is a cool uh, rule they just instituted to uh, to the games. And um, I saw one yesterday where, like, they called an over and back on Tatum because he was, like, in midair, threw it behind himself to Hayward, and Hayward was still in the backcourt. And they were like, oh, that's over and back, Boston challenges. And it turns out, you know, after review – Tatum was still in the air, not landed over half court, you know, so he was allowed to still do that. It was, it was cool. And I'm glad they've added that. Um, yeah. And uh, hopefully, you know, this, this momentum and uh, the health can continue for all the players. That's what we really want is all of them to be healthy and uh, for the games to keep going on. Right. And like, and before we move on to this whole football and COVID thing, <clears throat> Big shout out to the people behind the scenes in the bubble. You know, yeah. I watched. Have you seen the mail room to the bubble? I've like, not seen that one. No. These guys are getting like, yeah, I think dude, like everything is getting delivered. I mean, to the, to the craziest thing I heard got delivered was a full size refrigerator because <laughs> the little refrigerators inside the hotel rooms aren't fitting it. Right. Right. So everything that gets delivered in there it needs to be wiped down and then sprayed down by these people that are working, you know, in in the back of the bubble. So they're really hustling to make sure that, you know, these guys, these players and these coaches and these teams, they get what they need to get to help them, you know, you know, play basketball through the bubble and they're making sure they get it without any kind of COVID on it, you know? So they're doing, and it's crazy. You got to think how many people are there and each person's getting, you know, Fan mail, personal mail, personal packages. Teams are getting, you know, weights, you know, appliances. You know, they got to wipe all that down. God bless those people's hearts, man, because, you know, everybody's been thrown out of their comfort zone because of this whole pandemic. But to, like, work overtime and do stuff like that, I mean, wow. That, you know, kudos to them. Definitely. some hustle. Yeah, definitely some hustle. Yeah. This episode of the Beards for Radio podcast is brought to you by Farbar Fashion. Visit far-ebar.com to check out a lineup of products such as shirts, hoodies, bags, lots of different accessory type products. Again, that website is far-ebar.com. Check it out. So we're now in talks about what's going to be happening with football season. I'm of the belief right now that college football will not happen in any form this fall or spring. Uh, The NFL, I think, will start. I think they'll start it and then um, just kind of take it as it goes. We've already seen a a whole lot of players opt out, rightfully so. You know, do whatever is right for your family. Um, We've been seeing teams put players on the the COVID list, kind of like the physically unable to perform list. We've seen some big names on there here in Detroit. Uh, We saw Hawkinson and Kenny Galladay and the man himself, Matt Stafford, was on the list after testing positive, it seemed like, for COVID. But that has since turned out to be a false positive. He's He's tested negative for COVID multiple times since, so he's all good to go. But I'm of the belief the NFL will give it a shot. Who knows how far it'll get. Maybe maybe they get a full season out of it. College football, I just think with athletes who are not getting paid, um, you know, 
the the unlikeliness that even if you get through the full season, there's going to be any bowl games. So that really takes away like any importance of the games. You know, that really takes away like postseason storylines play such a factor in in college football season. And you know, this the the season was slated to start a month from this week, and mm-hmm. they're just nowhere near ready to have that at all unless something drastic changes before the start of September and they could like start it at the end of at the beginning of October you know there's just i don't know there's nothing since March that has given me comfort to think yeah we're going to get college football this season yeah i'm in agreement with you joe but i think that at the end of it all man it's going to be definitely devastating oh yeah you know it, it because there's so many people that depend, you know, outside of, you know, the, the schools and the television, you know, and the ad people make it, you know, they got people that, you know, work at these campuses that work at these, uh, these stadiums, you know, stadiums, the events, you know, they're yeah. losing, you know, they're not making money themselves, you know, saying, so they're out of a job, they're yeah. probably unemployment or seeking something elsewhere. So like, me, I'm gonna play a little devil's advocate because I don't think I don't think it's gonna go on like you do because yeah. I think you're not gonna see the Trevor Lawrence's, the guys that are like right. rocking first round picks next Already year for we've 2021. Seen, uh, you know, Minnesota's uh, star wide receiver Rashad Bateman say he's gonna sit right. out uh, corner from um, Virginia Tech, I believe, or maybe it was Oklahoma State. Uh, but we've we've already seen a few star players be like, "No, we're we're not putting ourselves at risk for this." We're we're getting ready for the NFL draft or we're just opting out this year, you know? And I don't blame him. There's no. a lot of money on the line. I cannot blame these young men exactly. and I cannot blame these. And I cannot blame these juniors or these, or these seniors who are like, Hey man, I'm not going to go out there and play five conference games and there's going to be no bowl games and I can risk my health. No, I'm going to opt to sit out this year and maybe get a sixth year of eligibility. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, I, I've been hearing through the through the pipeline and reading that, you know, that's a possibility for some people. So, like, will we not have football? I can see it happening in the NCAA, right? I can see yeah. it happening. But, you know, even the NCAA, they're going to lose so $4 much. billion, $4 billion in losses. You know, that's just like the power five teams. You know what I'm saying? ESPN is scheduled – and just an ad revenue and losses in viewerships, like $800 million they can lose because they have ESPN has this college football agreement for the ages. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, they really sold out to get the, uh, the playoffs and the new year six bowl games. Big time, big time. (laughs) So they stand to lose dude, close to a billion dollars. That is huge, huge, huge stuff. And I think, no, no. And I think, I think the, uh, College football, not even football. You know that, that that means a lot for the schools because what about the kids that go to these schools? You know, what I'm saying that these schools depend on a lot of revenue from these sports. What's yeah. gonna happen to these kids' tuition? They're gonna skyrocket. Gonna, yeah, you know they're gonna skyrocket. You know what I'm saying? Like like the reason why tuition goes has been going down in Michigan State is because football has been getting better. You know what I'm saying? So they're getting these more more of these football recruits. You know they're getting more of these. 
you know, uh, yeah. big names. So they're going to be like, oh, well, you know, Michigan State has all these recruits. Look, at they're doing good. You know, Dan Antonio's got them in a good spot. We're going to give them more TV time, more ads, more this, more that. So, right. you know, it's good. to me, Much it's going to drive the cost of tuition down. It, it, in, in all these schools, it drives the cost of tuition down. Now these kids don't have, you know, these, these colleges don't have that, you know, supplement from the big sports. What's going to happen to these kids that are going to get education? Are they going to just be like, "Hey, I can't afford this, man"? Kids, we, right. kids can even afford. Kids can even afford. Uh, you know the loans that are coming out now. You know right. what I'm saying? Can you can you imagine what's going to hit hit these kids when tuition goes up? I can't even imagine. So, like, I think not having football is going to be bigger than people thinking. Like, oh, we're just oh, going yeah, to watch no, football. There's, there's going to be ways no. to this. There's going to be a, a ripple effect, Abs- most definitely. Absolutely. I mean, but, you can. But at the end turn, of the day, what can you the, do? Go ahead. You know, can you can you force the athletes' hands and say, you know, th- this is the most physical sport out there? You know, like people are just tackling each other, they're bleeding on each other, sweating on each other, spitting on each other. You know, for sixty minutes of of play, probably three or four hours of real time. You know, it's the mo- it's the closest physical contact sport out there with like the less the least amount of protection, and you know. These kids, these players, like they're not getting compensated themselves, and I just don't see how they're gonna like willingly put themselves in harm's way. Or you know, even even if you can start the season, you're just there's just so many opportunities for an outbreak to happen. You know what happens when uh, Michigan and Ohio State are scheduled to play in two weeks, and every quarterback Michigan has comes down with the coronavirus and has to go in quarantine for at least 14 days, you know? Right. Like there's just so many ways that this could go downhill and it is heartbreaking because we've already lost March madness this year. And I've been pretty much numb since that happened. Right. Um, I'm with you on that one. Joe. And losing college football season, even if it is just going to be a 10 game season where you only play your conference teams and there are no bowl games aside from possibly the college football playoff. Like, yeah, that season would be different, but it would still be a season. But I just not enough progress has been made where I believe it's going to happen. You know, like I said, we're a month out from when the season was scheduled to start originally. Right. I don't feel any more confident now than I did back when the, the shutdowns first started. In fact, I feel less confident because time is no longer on our side to make it happen. Exactly. That's what I was gonna say. You know, we had time four months ago to be thinking about this. Now yeah. it's just like, you know, you guys are getting close to the finish line and you know, nobody's ready to cross it. You know? So like, you exactly. know, I'm 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 so with you on that. You know, like yeah. college basketball here, has time to figure this out time. and hopefully exactly. salvage something. Exactly. But, and like when it comes to basketball, Joe, be, like you said, it's not as big as a team or a roster as you're going to have for football and baseball. Right. You got, you know what I'm saying? 13 scholarship players in basketball and maybe, maybe three or four, three to five walk-ons, you know, football on scholarship alone, there's upwards of a hundred players. You know, you got well over a hundred people on that sideline. So. Right. And with, with more players comes more faculty, more coaching, more, you know, training staff, all that stuff, you know, so football is way harder you know, uh, we did that uh, uh, thing a 
two or three shows back, we talked about, you know, the, the, the wild world of sports in uh, the ESPN, yeah. how they can, how, oh, they have like 17, 18 fields, you know, like, but where are they going to keep these teams? You know what I'm saying? Right. They have like 18 diamonds, but where are they going to keep uh, these teams? Housing you know? accommodations you have to make for housing football teams versus, yes. uh, you know, 22 professional basketball teams. I think there's what, 15 NBA spots or 16 spots on an NBA roster? Right. So, yeah, so I mean, I, I'm with you, you know, but yeah. like when you, but when you look at the NFL, what the NFL stands to lose, I mean, oh, just yeah. in the just NFL's in stadium thrive. revenue, I believe the NFL, yes. we will have yes. NFL at some point in September. Absolutely. Now, past October, I have no idea. I mean, and you got to think, dude, just in stadium revenues alone, they can lose close, close to 13 billion dollars just in stadium revenue alone in tickets revenue 350 million or how about this joe weekly tv uh uh, revenue 258 million weekly they'll lose weekly there it's big bucks when it comes to the nfl and the nfl is about making money yeah because if you think about it the nfl these guys that do you want these huge uh, exorbitant contracts like the NBA players get? How do you think you guys get that money to pay you guys' contracts? Exactly. Buy these TV revenues, buy these stadium revenues, buy these ticket revenues. You know what I'm saying? Buy merch revenue. You know what I'm saying? If they don't play, you guys are probably going to get mad, mad salary cuts come next year. Yeah. If the no, NBA doesn't be- pick, and if, and if the NBA with, um, you know, their viewerships and it's kind of stays this way. You're going to be looking at these guys taking pay cuts next year. Right. And don't get me wrong. I'm not going to shed any tears for, for the owners of any like professional sports teams. Like I'm not going to shed any tears for those people, but yeah, no, like it's every team, every group stands to lose so much money, even if there is a season with no fans. Right. But but, you know, I, I do believe the NFL is going to try to get it off the ground. And, you know, if, if there's no college football, the NFL now has Saturday and Sunday to work with. The NFL could be on your TV Thursday through Monday. Like, why not even throw, like, Friday football in there? Because it's not going to be any high school football, you know. But so, like, you know the what? The NFL could, could have nationally televised games every, every day Thursday through, Thursday through Monday night, you know. It- and you know what, Joe? If that's how if that's how it needs to be to maintain a kind of a bubble effect like the NBA, mm-hmm. then that's what they're going to need to do. Because you, you might need to allow pl- more than a week between games. Say, if you could break it down where, like, a team plays on Thursday one week and then Friday the next week and then Saturday and then Sunday, you know, and just, like, every team is kind of on a rotation like that. It would take a lot of nerds in one room to, like, work it out how that would come to fruition. But, you know... That might be the that might be the way to go, you know, not having a game every Sunday or, you know, a game on Sunday and a game on Thursday. It might have to be something like like that. Yeah, I mean, like the Cowboys, dude, like like looking at the Cowboys, what they might lose yearly. That's close to a billion dollars, dude. That's not it's not chump change to yeah. lose. You know what I'm saying? You got you got a lot of you know, bills and checks to write to, uh, to players and f- uh, faculty and, and people who just, I mean, down to the janitor of, you know, Cowboy Stadium or Mercedes-Benz Stadium, whatever's out there, you know, yeah, you know, down to that guy needs to get paid, you know what I'm saying? So it's just like, I, I, I'm with you, Joe. 
is that I don't think that I don't think the NFL can afford to do this. I really don't. You know what I'm saying? But but then again, you know, the Rock just bought XFL for 15 mil, so we might be seeing a lot of <laughs> XFL games in the near future. You know, you yeah. never know about that. There, if there's an open market, you know, somebody's got to fill it. Absolutely. I mean, crap. I mean, cornhole's been uh, been king of ESPN the past four months. So right, you know. I've been I've been watching old games. You know, I've been watching repeats and stuff like that. I've got I've got a library full of full of recorded games from like you know as far back as the the eighty eight Rose Bowl. So yeah, crazy. But yeah, I, I would I would love for football to happen this year, man. It's just gonna it's just honestly yeah. gonna. It's gonna have to come together very quickly here, right? And, and look, you know, they figure Michigan, something Michigan out. State wasn't gonna be any good this football season. I'm not. I, w- I was never gonna believe that they were gonna be like that good because they weren't that good last season, and they're losing a lot of talent. Then D'Antonio retires in early February. They hire Mel Tucker middle of February. He's already behind the eight ball as it is, and then his first week of actually being able to practice with the team, everything gets shut down due to COVID. He hasn't really been able to meet with the team much. They they just got shut down last week for a 14 day period because there was a little outbreak in their squad. Right. Um, Michigan State wasn't going to be any good, but you know I'd still much rather have a season where Michigan State's no good and I can watch them and get frustrated and curse them out every Saturday <laughs> than just open Saturdays in the fall. That's that's something that has not happened, and frankly, I'm not used. I'm not ready for that to happen, but. You know, you'd rather be watching your team get clobbered than than uh, not watching anything at all. Right. Of and, course, you and, know, if there is football and, like, I see three weeks in a row, like I saw Michigan State last year, then I might, I might rethink that because it was not fun to watch at times. But, yeah. <laughs> you no, know, you, I, you always want to have a season. Absolutely. Always want to have a season, but it's just – it's just, like – like you said, you don't think Michigan State's going to be any good. They hit all these quarantines. But, like, they had, like, a few people that yeah. uh, went positive, and they, well, they just they just stopped. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you have, like, Kansas, who had, like, 15 people positive. They're like, yep, yeah, we're still playing. Right. What is Clemson, the precedent? Clemson had what is the like precedent? positive right? tests come back. Right. So what's the precedent? What, right. what, what, what is it going to be? NCAA, they're so scattered. That's why I think they're definitely not going to – because they're all on different pages. You know what I'm saying? They're letting yeah. all these schools call their, call what they want to call. No, you guys need to set down a, a set of guidelines, NCA, and say, hey, you guys need to follow this. This this, this happens, everybody has to do it. If this happens, every, happens exactly. huge, it's going to happen the same way it happens to everybody. That's all we're going to handle it. Same, that's what the MLB should have done as well. Then you wouldn't have – you know the Marlins, the Marlins, and the Phillies. Yeah, exactly. Right. So I, I'm with you on that one, Joe. It's just God, man. As much as I want the football to come back, like I don't want it just to come back and be laissez-faire and then bam, right. hit, hit with all this, right. and then we got to stop it. And I don't think spring football would work too. I just think there's too many um, complications that sets up for the next season. You know. If need be, just take all the games that were supposed to be played this year. All take all the scheduled twenty twenty games, schedule them in twenty twenty one. Just move all the schedules back a year. That way, everybody has their contracts still withheld, up, upheld. I mean, um, everybody still gets to play. You know, Miami was supposed to come up to Spartan Stadium this year, and Michigan State was supposed to go down to Miami next year to play the the Hurricanes. You know, I I would still like to see 
the the U come up to East Lansing and play and have that home and home honored. Michigan was supposed to have a home and home with Washington these next two seasons. You know, you Ohio State was supposed to play Oregon. Like there were some exciting games slated for the next two years that, you know, if if we pick up football in 2021, like how do we pick it up? Do we just go with the 2021 schedule act just totally canceled 2020 or shift the 2020 schedule up a year and just push, you know, let it all get pushed back, you know? It's, it's not for us to decide, but that's just what's going through my mind, you know? Right, and, and there's so much goes through your mind because it's like, if the, if it doesn't happen, then what? You know, where's football going to be or basketball going to be in 2021? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or like, what position are you being? So, I mean, this is crazy times, man, because as long as I've been living, football season's been football season, basketball season's been basketball season, you know what I'm saying? And that's how it was. And you you knew that, oh, it's getting colder outside. Football's coming up. It's getting mm-hmm. warmer outside. Basketball's coming up, you know, or it's getting, you know, it's 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 April. Oh, great. We're starting to get in the NBA playoffs, baby. You know, so it's just like it's not happening. It didn't happen yeah. this year. So it's just very – it's almost surreal. I think everything's been surreal during this pandemic with everybody. But, man, I just – I want these guys to stay healthy. You know what I'm saying? I want right. them to come back. You know what I'm saying? As much as I want on the selfish tip, I want sports back. You right. know, and, and these athletes the heart of me says, play. right. But you know, I, I'm not going to hold it against any athlete that decides to sit out this year. College, professional, little league. You know, it's, I'm not going to hold that against nobody. Yeah, rightfully so. I don't think I. I, I don't think we can. And if people do. Then they're very selfish, you know. Yeah. What's going on in the whole situation? And, and, yeah, because it's it's you know it, it might not be scary to a lot of people, but some people, you know, it, you know it's 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 absolutely real. You know, what I'm saying I and I'm not I'm not saying that it's not real, but for some people, some people are taking it a lot more serious than others. You know, what I'm saying I'm kind of I'm always in the middle of the road. You know, what I'm saying I wear my mask to wear my mask, so yeah. I don't get you know I don't I don't end up like the guy in Manhattan Beach getting coffee thrown on him by some Karen. And next thing you know, he's fighting with Karen's Ken. You know, I don't I don't want any of that stuff. So it's like I, I put on my mask, on my business, do my thing. You know, what I'm saying, but you know, some people don't think like that. Exactly. So. All right, All right, so Phil Marvel Man. Phase 4 was supposed to start off with Falcon and Winter Soldier, which got delayed. I don't know how long it's going to be delayed for. I was really looking forward to um, seeing that. I don't know why it got delayed. I read something about um, the Winter Soldier. His name's Sebastian. What's his last name? Uh, Sebastian uh, Stan. Sebastian Stan. Something happened with him and his girlfriend, social media, people are like trying to cancel them. I don't know exactly what happened. I have to read up on it, but I don't know if that was the reason why I got held back, but I guess they're kicking off phase four with, um, black widow, uh, black coming. Widow. That, that's uh, happening November 6th, but I don't know what else is going down for what's going on in Disney plus or feature film wise, because, after uh, Black Widow, they have supposed to have WandaVision supposed to come out December of this year, and then Eternals of February, and then we're not going to see nothing after that until spring. It was supposed to be the Loki TV show. Yeah, um, Shang Chi's coming out in May. Um, the What If series is coming out in summer, which I can't wait. It's going to be the animated like What If. Uh, Agent Carter took the Super Soldier Serum, and um, Steve Rogers did it. 
type deal yeah. like with that, you know. Um, the Hawkeye series is supposed to be fall of 2021. Spider-Man 3, December of next year. Um, Thor, uh, Love and Thunder is coming out February 11th, which is kind of cool because that's right around uh, Valentine's Day and kind of goes with the whole theme of, you know, Thor. Yeah. Um, that's 2022. And, of course, our dude – uh, uh, Takai Watiti, he is going to be, you know, directing that, producing it. He's going to do his thing on it. I hope he kind of brings that same James Gunn feeling. He did good with the, uh, um, with the Guardians, so I think he can carry that on. Plus, James is kind of James Gunn's back into the Marvel universe. Yeah. I heard he's, he, I heard they might be recruiting him to come into the DC universe too, which I think would be kind of be cool because I want to see DC, 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 DC kind of splurge and come out of nowhere. You know what I'm saying? Kind right. of like, and we've we've seen that kind of dip Joker. into uh, the Marvel directors pool. Like they they went and got Joss Whedon to do um, the Justice League movie, didn't they? Yes. Yeah. You know. But. So then they're gonna end, and then the phase four is supposed to end with the Doctor Strange in March of 2022. So we got a good two years away before phase four, you know, ends. My whole thing is 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 phase four going to be as successful as the first three phases? I don't think so. Yeah, that was going to be really, my, that was going to be my prediction as well. But uh, right. continue, I don't yeah. think so. What, what do you What do you think, Joe? You know, you lose those characters like like Iron Man, like Captain America. And, you know, you, you can try to, like, make up for it with the TV shows. And, you know, you do want to see characters like Black Widow get more of a spotlight. Even though Black Widow did, um, spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't seen Endgame, um, Black Widow did uh, sacrifice herself for the Soul Stone in Endgame. So I don't know um, if, if uh, the movie is going to be, like, um, a retrospective movie or if it's going to be some kind of loophole that plays a part in the rest of phase four. But uh, I'm, I'm interested to see how that one plays out. But, you know, like I've talked to some people about it and a lot of people just agree. Like it's, we know what we're going to get with pretty much every Marvel movie we go into, you know, it's going to be a fun ride. There's going to be some silly humor. Um, they're probably going to try to twist it at the end. If there's going to be a sequel or if there's not, they're going to, you know, have you on the edge of your seat. But, like, we know the formula. We know they're going to use, like, some of the best CGI. But even the best CGI can lose you at times. Um, me, I'm personally not as excited. Not not because of the loss of Captain America or Tony Stark. Like, I, I thought they had good endings. Like, I was glad that their characters got wrapped up in Endgame. Um, personally, you know, I'm I'm not as excited and I'm not sure they will be as successful. And it's not because of the characters. I think the characters remaining are all great, um, especially, you know, Black Panther and the Guardians. Um, I don't know. We all just know the formula at this point. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's hard to get excited when you know exactly what's coming. No, I agree with you 110%. My biggest thing is that out of all these movies, the one that pops out to me the most is going to be Shang-Chi. Yeah, Why? That one, because... that's one I didn't know about until uh, finding exactly. this article and hearing you talk about it. Right, and like, I don't know too much about him. But what I like about him is, is that they're going with, you know, an original character. You know, and uh, let me explain myself when I say like original characters that they're not taking another character and then turning him into something else. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Like for me, 
I think when you whitewash or you blackwash characters, you're taken away from all the other great characters of a, of, of a certain color that are getting kind of like pushed to the back. You okay. know what I'm saying? It's just like, like Shang-Chi, right? We obviously know he's an Asian man, right? Yeah. It would be, to me, I'm really big about originality. You know what I'm saying? I feel like Shang-Chi, okay, do not make him a black man or a white dude. You know what I'm saying? That's just how I look at it. You know what I'm saying? So, like, a lot of characters where they take him and they, like, you know, the character has an original, let's say, he has original white origin. Next thing you know, he hits a big thing and he's played by a black dude. Or It's just like... Right. As as a black dude or Asian dude, I'd be like, why are you giving me the white dude sloppy seconds? You know? We have so many great black characters, so many great Asian characters that you can bring into the fold and introduce them to people that kind of don't know who they are. You know what I'm saying? There's a there's a new superhero uh, his, in Marvel. His name's Amulet. He's a he's an Arabic guy, and he has his roots in Dearborn. I think that is friggin' beautiful. It's an awesome thing. You know what I'm saying? You, they didn't just say, "Hey, we're gonna turn Hulk into this big Arabic guy." <laughs> just like, no, you don't give him sloppy seconds. Give him something brand new. Or yeah. Bring something out that's been buried for so long. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's my biggest gripe with the whole, like, washing of characters. You know what I'm saying? If the character is originally this race, leave him that race. You know what I'm saying? If the, yeah. if, if there's if there's a, a character that, you know, there's strong black characters in the DC and the Marvel world that are only really known in the comic world. You know what I'm saying? Like, bring them to the forefront. Get these original characters and let them come out and be these great original characters. Stop recycling these guys and changing their, you know, origin story and changing their race and changing all right, you know, like their sexuality. Them, yeah. Right. So like that that's why I'm excited about Shang Chi, because he's an original character. He was he was an original Asian character. He seems like a compelling character. I don't know too much about him. I want to read up on some of the comic books on my app with him in it. But it's just to me, it's that's refreshing. That's what I want to see. I want to see these original characters, you know, you know, written how they originally were, you know, conceived mm-hmm. and concepted, and and go with it. I, I love that. I absolutely love that. That's why I think will make Black Panther so good. That's why I think Miles Morales's, you know, uh, Spider Man was so great. And I've got an argument with these guys. They're like, "Yeah, but Spider Man's a white dude." I'm like, "But wait a minute! But it's wait not, a minute! Yeah, it's not Peter Parker Spider Man. It's exactly. It's not it's Peter Parker Spider Man. Spider Man has a. There's a Spider Verse. There's twenty different Spider Man, dude. There's there, there there's a uh, uh, Spider Man 2099. He's Hispanic. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? But it's not. They didn't no say, Peter, you're out. Miles, you're in. It's not like that. Right. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I think it makes it so important to stick to uh, the origin and originality uh, of these players, of these players, of these comic book <laughs> characters, but also bring the ones that, that, that have been, you know, around for 30, 40 years, but nobody knows about them. That's that, that's what my biggest gripe was with, um, with, with Captain Marvel. Originally, Captain Marvel was a, a, a black woman mm-hmm. go with that yeah that's what it was originally with why did we whitewash her part and i, and I don't want to get racial or anything or get you know whole political about it but i'm really big on origin and staying yeah. you know how it that's was very important in, in you the, know it's, uh, it's the important to me. movie industry right right it's, it's hugely important it's hugely important to me 
That's why out of this whole list, I see uh, Shang Chi, and it to me is is the one I'm most excited about because it's gonna. I, I feel like it's gonna have a different feel than most of the other Marvel movies because it's a new character. You know, a com- I, I don't know how compelling he is, but he's a new character. It's gonna uh, bring people who didn't really know about him, like myself. You know, and I'm gonna know about this character. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And, and he, you know, but that's gonna be cool, and you. That's really what we want. Like we want those fresh characters. Like I'm not upset about moving on from the original Avengers because those characters have been played. You know, I've seen Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man ten times at this by this time. You know, like I'm excited to move on, but I don't know. I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna be committed and like following along. Like I'm just. I'm going to be loosely watching. Maybe maybe they'll have like just a string of really good compelling movies that'll bring me back in, but I'll be I'll be casually watching at this point. No, you're right. And it's just like, you know, Iron Man's dead and gone right now, right? right. He, you know, you know, in the MCU he's gone. In the comic books, who takes his mantle is a, is a black girl, Iron Heart. Bring her in. Exactly. Bring her in. She's she's not really she's not they didn't like cast Tony off to bring her in. You know what I'm saying? Tony will, Tony Sarks will always be Iron Man. Anybody that uh, reads comic books, everybody that's seen it knows that Tony Stark will always be Iron Man. But why can't he inspire this little black girl to be an Iron Woman? You know what I'm saying? There's nothing wrong with that. You know, it's kind of like um, the the new 007s. You know, the ones with Daniel Craig. How they're talking about the um the the black chick who shot him in the last movie. She didn't mean to. She's mm-hmm. on his side. Is gonna take over his mantle. I'm like, why? You know what I'm saying? Make right. her double O, make her double O nine and have her be this new badass double O agent. You know what I'm saying? Like, and like maybe bring in double O seven here and there as like kind of right. like a cameo, you know what I'm saying? But like make her her own badass self, double O nine, you know, badass black British fucking uh uh model, excuse me, and a, a model <laughs> agent, excuse me, don't mean square, but like give her her own name, don't give her no sloppy seconds, don't be like, oh, you're here. We don't. We don't want to. We don't want to use Daniel Craig anymore. Maybe you can just pick up the moniker. You know what I'm saying? It's like no. Give her her own little badass thing and let her go off of it. I'm so sick of them just changing yeah. and molding everything. Be refreshing. Be new. You have all the and plus you don't really need to be new and refreshing and think of these new characters. You have these characters that are buried in the back uh, character. Uh, uh, you know, books of Marvel of DC. There's plenty of black characters that are great. I don't understand why Luke Cage isn't as bigger as he is. You know, if if, yeah. if I was somebody that was from the inner city, New York, I think that would resonate Luke Cage would resonate with me more than Black Panther would. You get what I'm saying? Because that's right. kind of my environment. You know what I'm saying? Like like I think people can a lot more African Americans can relate with Luke Cage being from the inner city. You know what I'm saying? Like, why isn't he blown up more than he is? You know, I, I like the guy who played him. The guy who played him, Netflix was was spot on playing the man. You know what I'm saying? Just extend him to the, just set him to the MCU, and you know, it's there's there's no big deal about that. You know what I'm saying? Right. There's no issue there. Um, I don't really have anything to add. I think I think we covered a lot for uh, Marvel Phase Four. I don't know if you have any like closing thoughts or arguments on this topic no i just i just hope that we're we're wrong but i i just i, I just have an inkling that it's just there's gonna be maybe two or three that are worth seeing in this whole thing yeah you know but i mean I, I hope i'm wrong but marvel to this point did a really good job of connecting all their films you know 
so that past like phase one, if you want to keep up to date on this film, well, you got to watch these three other films. So, like they really, they really executed that well. It's going to be hard to keep that going, and it's also going to be hard to keep people's interests going. Like some people just want to watch Spider Man. Some people just want to watch Captain Marvel. They don't want to get involved with Thor or the Guardians or Hulk or you know Black Panther. They just want to watch their people. You know, like, and that's that's fine. And I I I wouldn't mind seeing superheroes just go back to the standalone film, standalone franchise days. You know, that's just yes. me personally. Um, rapid fire. Uh, so our last episode was on July sixth. We talked about Imani Bates. Uh, superstar recruit from Ypsilanti committing to Michigan State. The very next day, Max Christie, the number one shooting guard in the 2021 class out of Illinois, five-star player committed to Michigan State. Um, This past week, Michigan State, uh, in the same class as Imani Bates, 2022, got the number one player in Canada, a center from, uh, I I forget the exact whereabouts it's from, but his name is Enoch Boache. So uh, I'm excited. Um, this is probably the best recruiting tear I've ever seen Tom Izzo on. Um, he, he, he knew he missed out on an opportunity to win a second championship, you know, losing Cassius Winston and Xavier Tillman's final run to COVID and, uh, whatever he was doing, sitting at home during quarantine, you know, it, it reinvigorated him because I've never seen him go on a tear like this. Even when he brought in the likes of Miles Bridges and Josh Lankford and Jaron Jackson and Cassius, this, this is something else. No, and, and and like I said to you, he, he better hope the one and done doesn't go away after this year because, you know, <laughs> it, it's starting to look like they're giving these uh, young cats, you know, a lot of avenues to take yeah. rather than college, G League overseas. I, so I think what helped Izzo was the fact that he lost out on so many recruits going back to Chris Webber, talking about Jabari Parker, talking about Josh Jackson, and – he lost out on some recruits cleanly. He lost out on some recruits because those recruits went dirty and he would not go dirty. And the teams that were willing to go dirty to get those recruits, like Louisville, like Kansas, even though Kansas hasn't been punished for any of it, they've been exposed. And it's kind of like shed Tom Izzo in a new light. It feels like it's even the playing field because Max Christie was offered by Duke and he's a Chicago kid. And Chicago kids, when they get that Duke offer, almost 10 times out of 10, they go to Duke and they've spurned teams like Carolina and Kansas and Michigan state so many times in the past, like, like Jamari Parker, like Jaleel Okafor. Um, So even if Imani Bates never plays, we might already be seeing the Imani Bates effect. Um, Both Max Christie and Enoch Boache said they were planning to commit to Michigan state before Bates committed. Um, But you know, we're seeing that effect. And I think just having that name recognition tied to your school is going to do some wonders in recruiting. And even before Imani Bates committed back in April, they got a commitment from a kid named Pierre Brooks, who is, um, who's a power guard. Like he's kind of like a, a shooting guard in a power forwards body. Like he's, he's going to be at Michigan state for three to four years and he's going to make some noise while he's there. So is was on a tear. Michigan's got a nice class coming in, too. Um, I know Howard lost out on Isaiah Todd because he had committed for so long, but then decided to go to the G League. Josh Christopher, at the last minute, decided to go to Arizona State. Right. But I do credit Juwan Howard. He's made a nice class in 2021. Uh, Will Cheddar, Isaiah Barnes, and Kobe Bufkin. Um, that's a really nice class, and they're going to be together for a while, too. 
Right. So, like I said, if if the one and done doesn't go, I mean th- that's that's tough. It's tough to get around. And plus, you know, all these other all these other leagues and avenues, these kids can go make money off rip. You know, yeah. you know, and they don't have to can bypass the college. There might so. be opportunities to make money in college coming up as well. Right, that's where you true. can get Pay the exposure play. of playing at a Michigan State, Duke, Michigan, Ohio State, something like that. You can get that national brand exposure, and you can get a little bit of money in your pocket because we might see that uh, that name and likeness come into play. Exactly, which which I have yeah. no problem with. I have no problem with because I've said it before: the education that they have these kids go through, they have them just take a bunch of elective bullcrap classes, which right. just right. add up to like nothing. For uh, for very few of them, is the education actually a college education? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. I'm with you on that one. So, hey. uh, some more news out of both schools: uh, Isaiah Livers announced he will be coming back for his senior year. That's uh, a plus. That's a huge plus for Michigan and the right decision, I think, for Isaiah Livers. Aaron Henry announced he will be coming back for his junior season. Xavier Tillman announces he will keep his name in the NBA draft. I think Tillman couldn't have gone wrong. You know, if he comes back to Michigan State, he he knows what he's doing. He does have two kids. He's got his degree already. And there's so much uncertainty with college basketball. And there's not really much for him to do to, like, improve his stock that I think was the right move for Tillman to stay in the draft as much as sad as I am to see him go. It's the right move for him. And I wish him all the best for sure. Yeah. When I look at Tillman, he reminds me of, you know, like a mantra as Harold. That's you know what I'm saying. Yeah. They're, 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 they play bigger than they are. You know what I'm saying? Charles Barkley was, the, was the king of that. He was six, seven, six, eight guard and seven footers. You know what I'm saying? So it can happen in this day and mm-hmm. age. You know what I'm saying? We see, you know, Montrez Harrell, six, seven power forward. We see uh, Draymond, same thing, you know, yeah. the same thing with uh, Paul Millsap. You know, I, right. I can say he's, he's more along the lines of like Millsap and Horford. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I think he's got staying power. He's more athletic than he looks. And if you go back to two seasons ago, the 2018-19 season for Michigan State, when Tillman was a sophomore coming off the bench, uh, getting minutes behind Nick Ward. I loved Nick Ward at Michigan State. He was a walking bucket. But when Nick Ward got injured and Xavier Tillman stepped into the starting lineup, that went from being a good team to one of Izzo's top four, top five teams. Right, because he he's a smart player. He's a smart player exactly. besides, you know, being being – kind of physic because he was kind of like he looked like a like a man playing in one's children he's he's he's, he's like i like kind of like a man child in a way exactly but, you know he's but also like a man mentally like he's very mature he already yes. had a kid and was engaged by the time he got to michigan state and like i right. said got his degree in three years and he, he's gonna have staying power in the nba he might not right. get to like the star level of draymond or paul Millsap, like you said but he'll be around for a while no, I'm. I'm. What I see in him is like I see Paul Millsap. I see a guy that can take who's not as not physically tall as everybody else, but he's he's strong enough. He can play bigger than he is. He can take it outside. He can take it inside. That's huge in today's NBA. Yeah. Absolutely huge. So I, I I see him having a good NBA career. I really do. And you know he was shutting down the likes of Luca Garza and Jalen Smith. Uh, and, the and, Garza's, and Garza's no joke, man. Exactly. There's a reason Xavier Tillman won Big Ten Defensive Player of the Year, and he earned that, no doubt. Um, and I think I think that's a great, great, great notch on his belt, and uh, and and it probably opened the eyes of a lot of NBA recruiters. So, yeah. Last thing I want to touch on uh, was recently announced the season ten, the date of the season ten finale for The Walking Dead, 
Uh, it got postponed due to COVID. We last saw it on April 5th with Season 10, Episode 15, The Tower. Season 10, Episode 16, the season finale of Season 10, will be on October 4th. Uh, how weird is it going to be having almost a full six-month break between episodes? Right. Um, I, I'm really curious to see how they're going to throw in the whole Walking Dead, you know, uh, you know, Rick Grimes movie into this. I thought there was yeah. supposed to be some kind of big movie and a comeback and everything. So I don't know how they're going to work with that. I really don't. It's going to be interesting. Um, I did restart it because um, – guys might be able to tell from my throat but I, I i was a little bit sick last week and stayed at home three days and uh got to rewatching the walking dead starting from episode one just started episode three or um just started season three the other day and um dude if i don't miss how good that show used to be like you know i can i can watch it still and try to convince myself that it's still a good show but it was right it was three levels higher the first five seasons than it is now yeah i'm with you on that one Nah, if i don't if i don't miss that dude but it's been refreshing watching that what's 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 kind of been like your go-to quarantine movie or tv show or like genre that you've been watching well i restarted the whole star wars cycle over again <laughs> i'm, I'm a dork bro. you know I, I do that again um um i just finished rogue uh, one so i'm i'm into a, what, a new hope nice. um so that that but me and my wife been watching uh the show on Netflix called Dark. Have you heard of this show? I have. That's Will Will Smith with the the zombies. No, it's actually about um it's a German show, right? And so okay, they have so Dark. Am I thinking of something else? He might be. But I it's know a German like a Will Smith like police show where he's like with some some zombie looking people. I thought Oh, it was that's like a... bright. That's bright. bright. Opposite. Yeah. Okay. I this thought it was one, like a yeah. sequel to I Am Legend or something like <laughs> no, that. No, no. No, but what happens is is that um the first episode uh, a kid gets lost, right? So they think someone's kidnapping kids, but the fact is that there's there's like in the black it's and it's overdubbed in English, so it's not bad. Mm-hmm. So um the the kid ends up finding a wormhole that ends up taking him back into time 33 years previous, right? So yeah. he can't get so he can't get back. So he ends up growing up alongside of his parents. Oh wow. Okay. And he ends up having children or having a son, and the son falls in love with his sister. So so the son nephew falls in love with the aunt, and it's just as big and, and everyone starts going back in time, and then like mothers start giving birth to daughters, then that daughter ends up giving birth to the mother. It's a wild trippy like play on time travel if you will but um it gets really like mind effy after a while that was the so, word that came to mind when you were describing that yeah, yes like, it's it's mind. really mind effy after a while but you kind of have to get to, through it it has three seasons me and my wife got like two episodes left um in the third season but it is very trippy because people are tr- now now people are trying to um st- make different timelines alternate timelines where you know i'm saying where they're trying to find like what where the origin did it did it start in the past was the future to start was the past to start i'm assuming the flash comes in at some point somewhere right and you know (laughs) exactly flashpoint saves his mom and then you know but no it's um it's 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 trippy it's weird but other than that i really haven't been watching nothing other than that 
uh, the dark, and we've been kind of watching documentaries. We watched the one. Uh, do you remember the guy in Colorado that um, had the kill dozer? He like encased his bulldozer in like like a tank and like. No, I can't say. And that he I like. Do. Okay, in two thousand four, some guy like you know he bought property in this like town in Colorado, and and these families that have been in Colorado forever, kind of like you know like um, the local government kind of screwed him over with like sewage and stuff and that so like he he kind of went crazy man and like bought this like big old bulldozer and then like outfitted it with like thick steel and then put concrete in between the steel and like made like a tank and put like uh and like welded himself in there and put 50 cal holes everywhere and he was just ripping down city hall ripping down these like uh these places where everyone did him wrong and he like went Mm -hmm. on like a two-hour-long rampage in this, like, city in Colorado in 2004, and there was a documentary about, you know, Sheesh. why he went behind it. It's, it's called Tread. It's on Netflix. I, I I say to go watch that. Me and my wife have been watching a lot of documentaries. We watched the Mafia documentary. Um, we watched, obviously, the Epstein Filthy Rich documentary, which that dude's just just a pig. Yeah. I, hope, yeah. I hope everybody on that list gets theirs, you know, sidebar. But, yeah, just whatever's been popping up on Netflix, really, to be honest with you. Right. Well, I'll have to rewatch it, but one of these episodes we'll uh, we'll recap and talk about the Last Dance because I watched it while it aired on ESPN, but now all my coworkers are getting to watching it on Netflix, and they they keep coming up to me and they're like, "Oh, I'm watching the Last Dance." I'm like, "Yeah," and see how much of a dick Michael Jordan is, and they're like, oh, I don't know. I got, yeah. I got, you know, but, big time, um, big time asshole. But you know, man. I'll let Jordan punch me in his chest as long as I can get like six championships. But I tell you right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that's something we could probably get to at some point. But absolutely. Other than that, I don't think I got anything left to say for once. <laughs> so <laughs> I believe we'll just wrap this one up, everybody. Thank you for listening. Make sure you go check out uh, far-ebar.com. Farbar. Just got these new boxes that he ships his products in. Bro, those are cool. Yeah, those are cool ass boxes. I'm like, I I just want the box. I just want a box. You know, (laughs) yeah. Just send me a empty box. It's cool as hell. But yeah, (laughs) buy like buy like one of those his hats or something. See if it comes in the box because they used to just ship in those like UPS shipping boxes. But when I saw those, I flipped out. I was like, those are the coolest, coolest effing boxes I ever seen. So right, right. If you buy a product and you don't like it you'll at least get an awesome box but i guarantee you'll like what you get from him yeah absolutely all right man well it was good talking to you this was this is a really good episode i wasn't sure about our topics coming in but we made it work i think it flowed really well and absolutely. It was, it's always good hearing your voice man absolutely you too baby <laughs> all right everybody thanks for listening this was beards for radio i'm joe and i'm sash everybody take it easy and stay in the bubble stay in the bubble this is Beards for, for Radio, Radio. a Sasha and Joe podcast.